This Week in Startups is brought to you by LinkedIn. A business is only as strong as its people, and every hire matters. Go to linkedin.com slash twist and get a $50 credit towards your first job post. Gusto is easy online payroll, benefits, and HR built for modern small businesses. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash twist. And Zapier, the easiest way to automate your work. It connects all your business software and handles the work for you so you can focus on the things that matter most. Right now through February, try Zapier free for 14 days by going to zapier.com slash twist. Upcoming launch events. Apply for the next Launch Accelerator cohort. Applications are due December 23rd. Learn more and apply at launchaccelerator.co. Hey, everybody. Welcome to This Week in Startups. I'm your host, Jason Calacanis, and this is the podcast where we talk about startups that are trying to change the world. One of the big problems in the world is injustice, and there's many levels of injustice. One of them is the average citizen and how they interact with corporations, how they interact with governments, and how unfair and sometimes how opaque those relationships and uh, transactions can be. My next guest is named Josh Broder, and he is some kind of a combination of activist and entrepreneur. He doesn't run a nonprofit. He runs a for-profit called DoNotPay.com. Welcome to the program, Josh. Thank you for having me. I described you as an activist and an entrepreneur. You are not running a nonprofit. This is a for-profit company, correct? That's right. But would you agree that you have a level of activism in your entrepreneurial efforts? I think so, but I think all entrepreneurs at the end of the day, at, at the end of the day solve a big problem that helps the world. I'm very optimistic. I'm optimistic as well. Yeah. It's hard to be optimistic right now because the world is so chaotic. Yeah. But overall you feel it's trending in the right way. I hope so. Yes. You hope and feel. Yes. Yeah. You read Steve Pinker's book, Better I, Angels? I did, yeah. It kind of I mean, I know some people have given it a hard time. But it does feel directionally correct, like the idea of being murdered or f- suffering injustice in the modern world is lower than it's ever been, and in humanity it's lower, but there's lots of pockets of injustice. With Do Not Pay, you've started looking at some of the injustices we face on a daily basis, and I believe the first one you addressed was parking tickets. Explain that. So I started driving at the age of 18, and I got about maybe 30 tickets since I started driving. And I was right, I obviously didn't have the money to pay for these really expensive tickets. They're like 100 to $200 a piece. And so I had to figure out other ways to get the tickets dismissed. And I learned something very interesting, which is that these tickets are not necessarily always issued because people do things wrong, but sometimes to just make money for the government. I am shocked. <laughs> You're telling me that governments will bill their citizens unjustly <laughs> To hit their budget, I am in shock. <laughs> yeah, so uh, as, as a young person, I, w- I was shocked as well. And I learned that although they issue all of these tickets, they don't follow their own rules when giving them. And so you can get out of your tickets very easily by mm. writing these legal letters. And so I spent about 10 hours late in the night researching all of the obscure ways that parking tickets are dismissed. And I learned that I could get my tickets dismissed. And is this in the United States or in London? This started in London. Got it. And you, how many of the 30 tickets did you get dismissed? I got about 15 dismissed. 50%? Yes. And 
what was the what are the number one, two, and three reasons that they do get dismissed? Is it for improperly filling out the form? Is it so the number one reason is the signage. There's a tree covering the sign, or in San Francisco, for example, there are two signs that say the exact opposite thing. Oh. Um, another reason is that there's no paint on the sign. All of the issues. If they don't even tell you how to park, how can you follow the rules? Right. The number two reason is mistakes on the ticket, and then the number three reason is that the park, the parking bay is physically impossible to actually park a car in because it's too small. Got it. And in just by filling these out, you can get the ticket dismissed roughly half the time. That's right. And did that apply in America as well? Yes. Yeah, so I was really successful helping myself and my friends get out of our tickets, and I realized I should create an app that helps everyone worldwide get out of their parking tickets. And I just did this for fun, and I could never have imagined that three years later I'd be in the business of fighting for people's rights. And it seems trivial in a way, like a parking ticket, but it is the perfect example of government overreach. And it's a, it's a small injustice. But it's something we all feel consistently, and governance, governments need to be held in check if the police or the enforcement individuals are jumping the fence and acting inappropriately. Yeah, in some places, 20% of the budget comes from tickets, and that is not where the budget should come from. It's an incentive for yeah. them to be mischievous like this. Yes. A cynic would say perhaps the signs are purposefully convoluted or complicated unnecessarily to create this uh, situation. Do you believe that? Or is that me being a little bit too three days of the condor conspiracy theorist? I would say that's definitely true. Um, they really? treat it as a business. Well, not necessarily false signs, but certainly uh, misleading people. And then also a huge level of incompetence. You can always count on the government to not follow their own rules. So you, you launched this app... When, like 2016 or so? In uh, August of 2015. Got it. And a large number of people have used this. Is there some public number you can share of the number of people who've used it or successfully gotten out of tickets? What's the running percentage? Yeah, so we've saved over $20 million of fines wow. worldwide. But although that sounds impressive, it's just a drop in the water. New York City uh, every year has $1 billion of parking ticket and other ticket revenue. And wonder what percentage of the budget comes from those ticket revenues. Yeah. Wow. But you've had over 300,000 people do this successfully with your app. And other services as and well. And other services. Yeah. So you create the service for parking tickets, and then one would wonder, hmm, what other things are purposely opaque and unfair? And you must have made a list and then created a roadmap for do not pay. What were the three or four things that were the low-hanging fruit that you went after later? Because now the service is, I think, $3 a month or something. Yes. So, and do you sell it yearly or is it just only monthly? You can cancel at any time. And it, by the way, it only starts when you win. Okay, so yeah. everybody can sign up for donotpay.com right now, get a subscription. And it's free to check out and only once you've used the product for something. So uh, if you save yeah. me 50 bucks or something, then I start paying. That's right. Which seems ultimate beyond reasonable. Yes, you're like, eat the steak. If you enjoy it, pay. If you don't, no need. Yeah. And we're happy because it's all software, so we're not uh, spending lots of money to operate the service. You got about 10 people working at the company. You That's raised right. a couple million bucks. What was the second thing you added, third thing you added, fourth thing you added? Take me through the roadmap. 
so of I what's had, in the product now. Yeah, so I had a contact form on my website, and unfortunately, people assumed that because I could help them with parking tickets, I was some sort of lawyer. They didn't know my background, that I was just a dorm room uh, hacker. Yeah. And they sent me all these ideas and asked for help with all sorts of things. And so the second thing was helping people with landlord-tenant disputes. The third thing was helping people with delayed flights. And then I just realized it's unlimited potential from there and now do not pay offers a hundred different things across five categories can you show me the product i know we have a little demo here yeah. we could pull up the video and as we pull up the video i see we have a little screencast here so, you have to remember most people are not are uh, not watching so let's start over the video nick and um so um sure so this is our most popular product we call it the free trial credit card and uh Lots of people sign up for free trials and they forget to cancel. And so we actually give people, as you can see on the screen, a physical card not tied to their bank account or identity that they can use for any free trial and it will just cancel for them. Um, And so people are getting free Netflix, Hulu, all sorts of great things. So this is for when I have this specific problem of the Wall Street Journal. I cannot believe that our company with journalists and integrity – would allow you to buy the Wall Street Journal, and here it is in your one of your top ones there, Spotify, Wall Street yeah. Journal, ESPN. And I think ESPN and Spotify are, are, are pretty ethical, but the Wall Street Journal is not when it comes to their subscriptions. You have to call them on the phone, and it takes at least 15 minutes. Yeah. They'll take your money through a web form. You know what they told me when I told them, why can I give you money through your forms but not cancel through your forms? You know what they said? What do they say? Security. And I said, do you understand how ridiculous that statement you just had is? You'll take my money and my credit card, which is dangerous to take a credit, or not dangerous, but that would be certainly more dangerous than saying, stop charging my card. Yep. And the woman's like, I don't make the rules, sir. And I was like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to give you a hard time. It's a front line. But you're telling me I get the fake burner number. And then instead of canceling with them, I just turn that number off. You don't even have to do it. We do it automatically. And if we if it doesn't get turned off for whatever reason, you're not even responsible. How do you do it automatically? I, I set a time limit and say turn it off at this date? No, our systems can detect when they're trying to charge you and it just cuts it off. So I can get the free trial on that number, try it, and then it automatically cancels on the second charge or on the first charge or whatever I set up? It's not even a by number of charges. We know what's a free trial card uh, charge and what's a real charge, and it will cancel. So by default, it cancels? Yes. And if I want to keep it, then I have to take the action of using my real credit card and changing it at the website? It's opt-in rather than opt-out, which is oh. how it should be. <laughs> oh, my God. I just want to jump over the desk and just give you a hug we can give everyone here free subscriptions to do not pay. well i mean you don't want <laughs> yeah. people to be um hacking this it's not like do it every month and get netflix so we limit people it's you about controlling people. finances not helping fraud right yeah and it says here that you'll also on the screen i see a temporary email generator so you can also create a do not pay email for me yes and give me a credit card number. And it forwards to your real email. So if you don't want to use your real email, protect your privacy. There's no, It blocks all the tracking. That's a big uh, trend these days. And so you can protect your privacy and your finances. So it's essentially like a burner identity. Yes. Which I love. And we're actually moving even more in that direction with some new products coming out in the next few weeks. Oh, you're going to have a burner phone number, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> uh, look no, at you, it's Twilio. Not just that. We have many oh, other stuff. Oh, post office box too. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I, yeah. Oh, I can guess the roadmap. You know, because I'm into this cloak and dagger stuff because yeah. I'm like a little bit famous. 
like mini famous yeah. and like in the internet industry. And I'll tell you something crazy. I, I mean, people think this privacy thing is not real. I signed up for a service. I'm not going to say which one it is because I happen to know the founder and I've become friendly with them and I like them and they've been on the podcast. Yeah. But early in the life of this company, I signed up for the company. They shared my name and my address with the vendors who they were reselling. And one of those vendors emailed me and said, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. Thanks for buying our product. And I said, I, how do you know I bought your product? Can I ask? And they said, oh, this company told us, the distributor. And I called the distributor and I went ham. Yep. Is that the right term, millennial? Ham? It's good. I think it's a good drop. You're a millennial too. Ham, is that the word? I'm millennial, actually, on the border. I think ham is the right word. I went hard as a melon farmer on these melon farmers. And I was like, how dare you give my home address to somebody without my goddamn... You realize that I could be a phishing account now. Some stalker might show up. And I understand that the person's a fan of mine. Yeah. And they they wanted to give me free product. That's the punchline. So I, w- I tried to be gracious about it with the person who got my identity. But my God, people do crazy-ish with your the second millennial reference. I do crazy-ish. And then I got to go ham. Yeah. Well, in Europe, that's like completely illegal. And you could actually sue the person in our app. In Europe, there aren't oh, the laws here. Oh, praise <laughs> Jesus for you. Yeah. All right. When we get back from this quick break, I want to see more of the product. And I want to know... What your personal motivation is, Josh Broder. I want to know what makes you tick when we get back on This Week in Startups. Listen, hiring takes a lot of time, and you're the founder. It's going to fall on your plate, and you know how much time it takes. And that's time you may or may not have. Likely, it's the latter. You don't have the time. So urgency is your enemy when it comes to finding the best candidates. You don't want to make a mistake. That's why LinkedIn is the best place for you to post your job. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person quickly. And over 600 million members visit LinkedIn to make connections and discover new job opportunities. In fact, a hire is made every eight seconds on LinkedIn. And at launch, we've made two amazing hires off of LinkedIn, our studio director, Sir Charles, and of course, our marketing maven manager, Maureen. They are doing a great job, amazing team members, and we're at it, hiring again. Here's Presh. He's doing, uh, my uh, associate Presh is creating a job posting for our new position. He quickly selects the skills needed, writes a description, and adds additional screening questions, my favorite. And he sets the daily budget and is off on his way to finding a great candidate all within a few minutes. Here is your call to action. With LinkedIn Jobs, you pay what you want and the first 50 is on them. That's right, a 50 coming to you right now at linkedin.com slash twist. You will get $50, five, zero, a great offer. I love when they give a cash offer. That's linkedin.com slash twist to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions, of course, apply because they're giving you a 50. All right, let's get back to this amazing episode. All right, Josh Broder is with us. He is the CEO and founder of Do Not Pay. Um, this is the greatest thing ever. Do Not Pay dot com, three dollars a month, and they they help people deal with, let's face it, corporate injustice. That's right. It's corporate injustice, and sometimes government injustice. Yeah. And these folks are not accountable to government because, in some cases, they are the government, and in other cases, the corporations own the government. Or they have such lobbying 
that people like the banks can open up fit, you know, multiple accounts for you and charge you for them and you don't even know you started those accounts. You remember that scandal? Yeah, I was a victim actually. Explain that scam and how they got caught and how that got stopped. So uh, bank fees is uh, about 50 to $100 billion a year. More money is spent on overdraft fees than election spending combined in this country. And, and so the more accounts you have open, the more fees they can charge you. And so when I was uh, coming to the US from the UK, I went to a Wells Fargo branch and they said, oh, you need a savings account, you need a checking account, you need a brokerage account, all of these accounts, every single one incurring fees. I just want to buy coffee at Starbucks. I don't need three accounts. Just a checking account. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just give me a goddamn checking account. And when you transfer between the checking and the savings and they have these automated transfers that supposedly protect you, they charge you fees. And so I probably racked up like $600 in fees just from Bastards. my college life. Yeah. And and. They're doing this to the poorest, most unsophisticated people. That is the true injustice. Because once you get money, do you know what these banks do to you? Yeah. They lower your fees and they take them away. And you know what happens when Jason Calacanis in 2019 calls a bank and says, fix this? You know what they do? They fix it. Yeah. And you know what happened when I was, you know, 29 years old and I called them? You know what they did? They put me on hold. That's right. Yeah. That's what they did. So the more money and power you get, the more likely they are to treat you with respect. And it doesn't matter if I get hit with a banking fee, but it did matter to me when I was 19 or 29, like you were in college, and that $600 was your vacation or tuition or books or tutoring. Yeah. It's bonkers. Yeah. It's bonkers. Look at this. Traffic disputes. So let's hit the play button here. Describe what we're all seeing. So uh, this is how it actually gets you out of your tickets. It's a robot that talks to you, asks you questions about your ticket, and then generates the letter. Got it. So it asks you what questions? Were the signs hard to read? Was the parking bay too small? And it really goes in detail. It plays a game of 20 questions to find a specific statute that applies to your ticket. Got it. Yeah. Now, when you create something like this and you save this amount of money, yes, I'm going to guess that some bureaucrat is yeah. not pleased with you or are they so incompetent that they don't even care yet? Yes. Well, um, yes to both. <laughs> yes to both. So they all signed up for the service. We were tracking it. Got it. And... Some of them really hate us, but some of them actually, um, at, when it launched in LA, for example, uh, NPR asked Los, Ange uh, Los Angeles like parking ticket bureau what they thought of do not pay. And they said, we actually kind of like it because at least when the appeals come from do not pay, it's in a standardized format. People write such gibberish on their parking ticket appeals that at least when it comes from them, like we can quickly determine whether it's a legitimate defense or not. Fantastic. Yeah. Do but you have to upload picture of the block ticket is that helpful yes and we have software that can find the jurisdiction from the ticket and save it from asking you lots of questions ah so you know santa monica versus santa cruz that's right yeah and they might be very different yes so you're going and normalizing and creating the 20 questions chatbot intelligently yeah. And this is the perfect problem for software because all of this information is public all previous cases is all freedom of information act public all of the information about how this, uh, how to get out of a ticket legally, not by committing fraud or lying, but to actually legitimately get out of it, all of that is available by FOA, the That's Freedom right. of Information Act here in the United States. Yeah, and in the UK. And activists have already made these requests, so it's available online. Wow. FOA is a, pr a powerful thing, huh? It really is. I mean, a lot of the information we're getting about Mueller and a lot of these things is because these journalists are filing 
FOA requests, yeah. Freedom of Information Act. The government's data is our data. And unless it's giving up some security concern methods or something, we deserve it. We should get it. Yeah. All right, let's keep going through this little demo here. Uh, again, remember, describe what we're seeing. So you mentioned uh, waiting on hold when you were 29. So we have a product called Skip Waiting on Hold that waits on hold for you. Oh, my Lord. And uh, during the call, if um, they're Here treating you badly or, um, uh, or, for example, they're being unfair, you can one-tap press record <gasps> and uh, that notifies them that they're being recorded and then you can share the recording with other Do Not Pay users. Oh, my Lord. Can I hit pause on this podcast and sign up for this? I mean, literally... So these are you some other thought the about bottom. everything. So yeah. you can record your call. Yeah. You know, but isn't recording calls not legal in California? Or you do a it's little no, disclaimer. It's no secret. It's very clear. And it actually makes them more careful. Oh, you say at the call, I'm recording a this call. A robot says it once you press the button. Which is what they do anyway. Exactly. So it's giving so the power back. You're giving the power back. Yeah. Look at you. Look what you're doing. This... You know what I, I mean, the term microaggression is silly yep. most of the time, but these are systematic microaggressions by the world against the poorest people, the most vulnerable people, and you're undoing those. And you know what? These things kind of add up. I know the microaggression thing, it's easy to make fun of. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like the social justice yeah. microaggression. It's pretty easy to make fun of like when people you know, use a word and they say, oh, there's some microaggression in here. It actually turns out that if you put people under like hundreds of microaggressions, it could actually build up to be anxiety producing for people. Yes. It's anxiety producing to wait on hold like this. And they do it on purpose, don't they? Yeah. And then they keep redirecting you and then you wait on hold again in the same call. So you call. give up. Yeah. And eat the fee. And here you say there's the Comcast Ryan Block call where he asked like 20 times. Yeah. Ryan Block is one of my dear friends. I'm on the board of his company. You know him? Yeah, we asked his permission to, of course, yeah. asked his permission. To and Ryan him. Block yeah. was trying to cancel Comcast and he yeah. got on the phone with them and he recorded it. He told them he was recording it and then he released it. He yeah. was the editor of Engadget with, with uh, Peter Rojas. They were co-editors. I hired him for that job or Peter hired him. I gave him permission to hire him and now he's on the board. And that phone call is bonkers. It's ridiculous. And it's true. It's, it's not like a one case. Everyone has, this, has these experiences. All right, here we yeah. go. I'm going to call an audible. Uh, cut into this podcast. At the end of the podcast, we're going to play the Ryan Block call. We'll just put it at the end. Just for the sake of everybody listening, you can listen to this call. Yeah. He basically just tries over and over, cancel my account. And I was like, can I ask you why? And he's like, I want my account canceled. I'm recording this call. Please cancel my account. And she refuses to do it. Why would that frontline worker refuse to cancel an account like that in your mind? I think that it's a business strategy to uh, get as much revenue as possible because they don't have a product that's valuable for people. Right. And there, this, I think my understanding is they give spiffs, little bonuses for the saves. Yeah. So they're probably not policing how people get the saves, but they're basically using the save as a way to motivate those frontline employer employees. So if the frontline employee says, let me put you on hold and talk to a manager, they can look at the manager and say, don't pick up for two minutes. Let's see if they drop the call. If they drop the call, we get 20 bucks each yep. for saving. Yeah, it's very terrible. They have teams of people brainstorming how to rip off the consumer and the average person has no one. All right. So you can skip waiting on hold. Now, what are we seeing here with documents? So this uh, is actually a new product coming out. I know you're live, so your live viewers can get a sneak peek, but... 
what this does is it shows you all of the warnings and loopholes with your consumer contracts. You're talking about the terms of service we all skip? That's the biggest lie on the internet that people read the terms of service, yes. Right. There was a South yeah. Park episode about skipping the terms of service. We'll put a link in the show notes to that. <laughs> yes. Where basically... And yeah, one of the <laughs> one of the kids <laughs> doesn't do the terms of service, and it allows Apple to do something horrible to them that I cannot say on the podcast because it would get us banned. Um, so here we go: two warnings, twenty-three loopholes. Chase United Explorer. This card contains a force arbitration clause, which prohibits you from suing the company in federal and state court. Do not pay will help you opt out. So you can actually opt out of that by law. You have to, and they can't discriminate just because you've opted out. But I didn't know that. To opt out, you have to send a registered mail letter, and you can do that straight from the app just by pressing resolve. So now. if we all use do not pay.com, yeah. we can send such a united message to these scumbags who are trying. I said that, not you. These I agree. Har- okay, you yeah. can say it to these scumbags who are trying to screw us over every chance they get for no reason. I'm very proud of the companies I invest in because they're so customer-centric, this new generation of companies, that they don't want to play these games. If you're unhappy, you know what they think? That's a chance at a save. That's a chance at making you a believer in our product. So if you want to cancel calm.com or you have a problem with your Uber Eats, like I guarantee you, you you tell Uber Eats you had a problem. I told them my ice cream was melted. It was. Yeah. They just gave me 10 bucks. They don't want to deal with arguing with you over this they want you happy they don't want you going to postmates and postmates doesn't want you going to grubhub and grubhub probably doesn't care about you but <laughs> but that's because of the old school no yep. offense to the grubhub people but that app is terrible um i've had a horrible experience with the grubhub what do you think about the modern crop of companies i hate this company um called facebook this company's terrible horrible i, th- I think so too for humanity when we get back from this quick break how do we deal with the horrible, horrible company that has infected democracy and humanity in the United States, Facebook. What are your ideas for taming that beast, that horrible actor, that bad actor in America when we get back on This Week in Startups? Let's workshop it. If you're a small business owner, you wear a lot of hats. You got to do your taxes. You got to set up computers. You got to do your payroll. There's so much on your plate. That's why you need Gusto. Gusto is an amazing service that we use ourselves, and it helps you do payroll, taxes, and HR super easily with fast and simple payroll processing. All the benefits that your employees and your team members want plus expert HR support all in one simple location. It automatically pays and files federal, state, and local taxes. And it's easy to add health benefits and 401ks and all that great stuff. Three out of four customers take 10 minutes or less to run their payroll with Gusto. It's that easy. We love and use it. It's quick, easy onboarding of new employees is second to none. It's persistent and helpful communication, but never annoying. You log into the uh, intranet, extranet, whatever you want to call it, and it just works. It's just great software. They've been working at this for years over there. Um, And they have great customer service over chat or phone. I prefer chat. You might prefer the phone. I don't know. That may be an okay boomer thing, but I think I'm part of the millennials who likes uh, doing the chat. And... 
you get everything in one place. If you want to do the 529 for people's college or uh, HSA, 401k, dental, vision, health, all that stuff. Even the commuter. We do the commuter because people love that. So it's the best time right now to get set up in 2020. Don't wait. Start your next decade with Gusto and get three months free when you run your first payroll. That's right. Three months free when you run your first payroll. That's a great deal. So try a free demo and see for yourself at Gusto, G-U-S-T-O dot com slash twist. That's gusto.com slash twist. Okay, let's get back to this amazing episode. All right, my new bestie, Josh Broder is here. He's jbroder1 on the Twitter, CEO and founder of donotpay.com. I am commanding you, if you're in my audience, to download the app right now. If you hear my voice, you download the app, Do Not Pay. Stop what you're doing, pause the podcast, go to the app store, type in Do Not Pay. Together, we can stop these scumbags from stealing our money and screwing us. Thank you for doing this. I think it's a huge opportunity. Yeah, see, this is the thing. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur and you're doing the right thing. These do not need to be mutually exclusive. I completely agree. I'm very, I feel like I have the best job in the world. Think about this. People complain about capitalism. Oh, capitalism. Oh, it's off the rails. Oh, people get too rich. For every, uh, for every moment where capitalism gets too overreaching, there becomes an opportunity to rein it back in. Yes. So if Verizon, my Verizon bill is 200 a month. They're making me bonkers. I, I can't figure out my bill. I try to change my bill at Verizon. They give me a hard time. I try to go to the store. Nobody can help me. And then Google Fi comes out. Have you seen Google Fi? Yeah, I have. You have it or you've seen it? No, I've seen it, yeah. They let you go to a website and pause your service with one click. Stop paying me. They tell you every time you're over on the data. They take you international. No surprises. No nonsense. Yeah. And then I want new data sims on Google Fi. I hate to do a Google Fi commercial here, but it's an example of Verizon abuses their customers. So Google Fi realizes there's an opportunity. And don't email me Verizon executives about this. I got their receipts, okay? Guys have been killing me on these bills. And it's unnecessary. I love Verizon, but I'm leaving Verizon because they've treated me so poorly. Yeah. You can order an extra data sim from Google Fi, put it into any device, and it goes on your master data plan. So I ordered two or three of these. I put them on my daughter's iPads. I put them on my iPads, whatever. And everybody's on my data plan. So if we happen to be out of range and they want to watch some you know, YouTube video, YouTube kids or something, I, their iPads work online. Now, if I did that with Verizon, they'd murder me. I don't trust Verizon. There's nothing they can do because if they change their ways, they'll have half the revenue and then everyone will get fired. What they could do yeah. is they could start listening to the customers and build additional services and provide additional value that lets them compress the price a little bit. But yeah. this is the perfection of capitalism. For every time a company gets fat and has too much margin, your margin is the other entrepreneur's opportunity. Yeah. What about Facebook? This company is horrible. I try to delete stuff off Facebook. It takes forever. How do we stop Facebook? Do you have any product ideas or anything in the market yet? What are you brainstorming about Facebook? So uh, one tap, you can change all of your privacy settings and delete all the data that Facebook has about you because they let you do it, but it's like takes 30 minutes. If I the tried bot to do just it. does it, it can take two seconds. I, literally, I could take off a 767 Dreamliner with that stupid software that crashes the plane i could take off one of those planes successfully quicker than deleting my data on facebook yes the command center looks like 
a cockpit and you figured out how to do it in one click. Yeah, bot, it's a great tool for bots. They can just do all the clicking for you. And we've already built these bots for other things. Is, is it a Chrome extension that does it or an app? Uh, in the app. So the app. Uh, Apple have a technology called WebKit View and you can just... Ah, uh, yeah. you fire up the yeah. browser, the app does yeah. it for you. But you don't even see the browser. You don't even see it. Yeah. It just does it in the background. Yeah. So genius. And it's secure because it's all on your device. Amazing. Yeah. All right, so you got the free trial credit card. Yeah. So I can't get screwed. I have to opt in. I'm using that. Customer service disputes. I don't have too many, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, getting tickets. I get some, usually for speeding, but I speed regulated all my Teslas so that yes. I don't get these anymore. You can't help me with speeding tickets because I'm dead to rights on those. That's true. But I'm a white guy, so I kind of get out of half of them by default. It's pretty crazy. I'm I'll British. They let me off. They let you off because of the accent. Golden Gate Bridge. You were speeding on the Golden Gate Bridge? No, I just say, I'm, where's the Golden Gate Bridge? I'm visiting from the UK. Oh, because they don't bother yeah. writing because they know you don't yeah. have to pay it? Yeah. A genius. That's a great hack. Well, I do have to pay it, but they let me off. I'm going to start that. Yeah. Uh, do, do you, uh, I, I've literally been trying to find the Golden Gate Bridge. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. do, can you point me to the, is this the Golden Gate Bridge? <laughs> no, no, sir. This is the Bay Bridge. <laughs> I was wondering because I, in the photo, the Golden Gate Bridge was red. This bridge is gray. I thought maybe the paint has faded. How was that? Would I yeah, and off? then they're like, I'm done. Okay. They're like, enough of that accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. Enough of <laughs> go get yourself some mushy peas and get on your way. Yeah. Enough nonsense. I like the mushy peas. It's delicious. Yeah. Do you ever have them with a little mint in them? That's the best. How come we don't have this here? The mushy peas. Now, that's like mashed potatoes, but delicious. And healthier. And healthier than mashed yeah. potatoes. And you put a little mint in there. You got a mushy pea place in San Francisco Bay Area. What's the best place for me to get some bangers and mash? Uh, so mushy peas, Nando's is open, opening up in the U.S. And that's N South African restaurant, but it's U.K. South African. And Nando's? So, yeah, it's delicious. Fried chicken, but mushy peas as well. Oh, I love those mushy yeah. peas. I, li I like that. I like the bangers. It's just like sausages. Yeah. With the mash. Oh. Delicious. So delish. Now, see, now I'm starting to think about it. Okay. Hidden money discovery. Take me through this. What is this? Hidden money. So lots of our uh, users come to do not pay with a problem. But what we say is there are some fees that you don't even know about. So it analyzes your accounts and says you can get these bank fees back even if you didn't know they existed. So I can authenticate with Bank of America, Wells Fargo, That's whoever. Right. Yes. And then you tell me that they're overcharging and write a letter. Yes. And do you send a postal letter? We do, yeah. Or, th or sometimes via secure message center with these bots. And if you send the print letter, doesn't that cost you a buck to do that? And you Yeah, but that? it's a $3 subscription. So we're not making a lot of money. We just want to have an amazing product. Okay. Now, I had read that you were doing something for immigration, which is an acute problem. Yeah. Because if you're an immigrant, these poor immigrants, sometimes they, they don't know the native language. They're super vulnerable. And they're coming from countries where if they get sent back, they might be destined to die. We turned back Holocaust survivors to their certain death in America and Canada to our great shame. Yeah. And we're doing it now. We're sending people back to certain death or torture. You're actually going to try to solve this problem? 
So this was actually before I started Do Not Pay. I'm a big legal technology nerd, so anything that can help legal tech, um, I'm really interested in. And Take me through this part, because this to yeah. me seems like, for you, could be your legacy. If you could save just one immigrant from going yeah. back to certain death in these horrible dictatorships, my goodness, just because they can't fill out the paperwork. Right? Yeah, it costs hundreds or thousands of dollars to fill out, to apply for asylum aid, which is like aid that you get with getting asylum. Mm. And so we had automated that paperwork. So same thing with the chat bot that you do yeah. for a parking ticket. Like, is the tree blocked? You say, are you are, in, a d in danger of being harmed? Are you in danger? That's simple. Yeah. And On the form, it doesn't say that. It says, does the convention apply to you or some legal Latin term? And you just make it simplified. Yeah. Are you in danger if you go back home? And it's like, yeah, I'm going back to a dictatorship that I just escaped from illegally. They're going to put me in jail. So you just say the word yes. Yeah. Fills out the form. And it's uh, in Arabic as well. So the bot was actually in Arabic and it filled out the form in English. See, this is the great crime. Yeah. We, you, you know, you talk about people fleeing some of those states that may, in fact, have state-sponsored terrorism. Yeah. The people fleeing, genius, like, are the people who are likely not supporting that. They're leaving because they don't want to be in a place that is a dictatorship with state-sponsored terrorism. So every person who leaves those places who's good is one less person in that place who could be indoctrinated to something horrible. That's right. Yeah. This is the stupidity of our immigration process. We we say, oh, this is an s-hole country, Trump says. We can't take people from there. Well, what if that person's the next Sergey Brin? What if that person's the next Elon Musk? What if that person's the next Satya Nadal? Who, you know, pick somebody who left a country that maybe isn't a great country to be born in, but who really actually wants to do something great for this country. I mean, it's crazy, this policy. I mean, it doesn't mean you can have open borders because that will lead to chaos as well. What's your stance on that? How do you, how, what's the proper immigration methodology in your mind having studied this? Quotas, point systems? I think that there's um, laws and the laws are good sometimes, but there's so much artificial complexity. There's no reason anyone should be filling in Latin forms. So I think the whole system should be, just be made simpler so that, uh, the laws can take place. You shouldn't have to spend thousands of dollars to exercise your rights. That's the problem. It's like, yeah. why would a lawyer be necessary to fill out a form? That's Isn't right. Isn't the idea of a form is that we created a form so you don't need a barrister to do this? Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're suing somebody for stealing from you, maybe you need to hire a lawyer. But for anything else, like a parking ticket or you're a refugee, just like, yeah. there's a form and the form is meant for you to fill out. Yeah. Is this too hard? All right. When we get back from this break, the last break, we go into – we're coming around third base and we have real talk. Okay. I found out at the beginning of this podcast, I recognized your last name. I said, Browder, have you ever read the book? Red Notice is one of my favorite books, probably top three books of the last decade. Is this incredible book about the guy who created the Magnitsky Act to protect people – from these incredible oligarchs, horrible oligarchs, whose behavior is insufferable, where they torture people and they commit crimes globally. And it turns out the author of this book is Bill Broder. And Bill Broder is? Oh, uh, that's my father. Is your father. 
I didn't know that when we booked you as a guest, we just had read about you. Your dad's actually Bill Broder, one of my heroes. Mine too. When we get back, I want to talk about how great your dad is and what that experience was, if you're open to talking about it, because this is a podcast about you, but are you open to talking about it? Sure. When we get back, let's talk about your dad, who's a hero of mine. All right, we're back at it with our Zap of the Week. Here's Associate Presh building an automation for our Open Office Hours events. Presh automates all registrations from our type form into our autopilot account, which sends an automated text message saying we've received their application. So you apply, bing, you get a text message. How cool is that? People are like, wow, they're really on their ish at the uh, This Week in Startups and Launch Company. After that, he sets up an automated calendar invite so they will see the event on their calendar, right? Again, saving a step and making our organization look like we're on top of it. With just these two zaps, we were able to increase our turnout 20%. What could you do with a zap by Zapier? You can do many things. I am so addicted to this service, and I have been for years. You can instantly engage with leads and turn them into a CRM or a spreadsheet. You can integrate with over 1,500 business applications. I'm talking about everything. Google Docs, maybe Airtable, Slack, whatever you're using, Zapier is the easiest way to automate your work. Just go to zapier.com slash twist, connect the apps you want to use most, and let Zapier take it from there. Join more than 4.5 million people who are saving an average of 40 hours a month using Zapier. That's what this is about, people. Save time, save money, do more, and be a great organization right now through February. You can try Zapier for free by going to our special link, zapier.com slash twist. That's zapier.com slash twist for your free 14-day trial. Zapier, zapier.com slash T-W-I-S-T. It is indispensable if you're building a business. You don't have to hire some crazy developer who's going to charge you three or $400 an hour and then disappear for two months when they go to Kyoto and you can't find them. You just do Zapier and you'll be independent and do it yourself. Okay? Zapier makes you happier. Let's get back to this amazing podcast. All right, Josh Broder is on the program. My uh, genius producers didn't put in the notes that your dad is Bill Broder. They do a great job. I'm breaking chops. But uh, I read your dad's book because my friend, uh, Chris Saka, I was railing about how horrible Putin is and how the fact that our country is cozying up to this person is one of the most dangerous things we could do getting in a snake pit with that individual. And my friend Chris Saka said, you don't know the half of what's going on in Russia. Read red notice. And a red notice is when somebody is internationally on the lam, a criminal has escaped. They release a red notice and Interpol says arrest this person. And Putin has the ability to do this. And he's done it, I think, dozens of times with your father. Yeah, that's right. Your father was... Correct me if I'm wrong, a private equity hedge fund guy, investor like me. He invested. He was one of the first people to go to Russia and invest in companies. His lawyer, Magnitsky, was a Russian lawyer who was murdered in prison as part of a corruption scandal where your dad was investing over there. That's right. And your dad's been had a red notice sent on him how many times? I think 12 times now. 12 times. And the most recent was in Spain. I believe last year. Yeah, I remember. It's still happening. 
yeah, I was a student at Stanford and uh, I got a call saying he's been arrested in Spain. In Spain? Yeah. For nothing? Yeah. And your dad had bought these incredible assets and done this incredible investing in Russia, which was supposed to be moving towards democracy. And these crazy oligarchs went to the corrupt um, uh, judges and uh, the corporate offices of the government and changed the ownership of companies out of your dad's name into other people's names. And there was no recourse. And your dad himself got held in Moscow for a couple of days. Pretty scary for your dad. Yeah. Do you remember that time? I don't know how old you are, but that was in the 90s, I think. Yeah, I remember it all. And um, it was just a very stressful time. What was it yeah. like hearing that your dad was in jail in Moscow and you're in London and you may never see him again? Well, um, he wasn't held for that long. I think uh, they put him on the next flight out. They deported him rather than holding ah. him. Yeah. Yeah, that was this part but, of the book that was a little dicey when they put him in a room and took all his stuff away from him. Yeah. And then he's had to li live with this low-grade fear that the Russians could come and kill him at any time. Yeah, no. Because they're crazy. Yeah. What's that like to live with? As a child, that's got to be... Were you fully aware of that at the age of 10 or 12 or 15? Yeah, he was very good at explaining everything to me. And I think for me, it just puts everything in perspective. There are lots of times in life when uh, people are out to get you or whatever, but nothing compares to having the Russian mafia out for your family. And so I'm not really faced by anything anymore. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah it's in a way, it's a gift for you to understand how fragile life is and to understand how, yeah, things can go very bad in the world. So you appreciate life, I think, to a level that most people your age, I don't know, how old are you? 22. As a 22-year-old, I don't think most people appreciate life to the level you do because you understand how fragile it is. Yes. And you understand how vulnerable we all are, but you also understand that democracy works. Yeah. What, does your, what do you and your father think when you see our president cozy up to the most sinister person on the planet, second perhaps only to Kim Jong-un, in terms of danger to the planet this must be mind-blowing for you and your dad yeah i mean the the most scary time was when they um trump and putin had the helsinki summit and putin said uh, uh sorry trump said um Mueller needs these uh russian gru agents and putin said okay well in exchange for these agents we want 12 u.s citizens including bill browder and trump said that's a great idea and so that a president that says those sort of things is very worrying Literally, yeah. if your dad was here, he would turn him over in a heartbeat just to appease Putin. Yeah. Well, luckily, we have rule of law, so it's not up to even the president to do that. Yeah. And in yeah. his warped mind, he thinks that he should have the right to take American citizens or American um, nationals or people living here with proper visas. He, he didn't, Trump had no problem with Khashoggi being murdered by the Saudis, apparently. Yeah. He didn't even believe the CIA or any of our intelligence services that Khashoggi was brutally murdered for the most banal of light criticisms of MBS. And this is the guy he's dancing with with swords in Saudi Arabia and planning for the future with Jared Kushner. I mean, we have crossed the Rubicon. I mean, we have lost the script if the greatest democracy in the world is appeasing the worst human beings on the planet. 
I mean, it's insane. I hopefully it will only get better. I'm but, hoping. Yeah. I mean, we you, you watch this Ukraine scandal that's going on, and you look at what what is the motivation here? The motivation all seems to go back to Putin and the Russians. And the Putin is the richest man on the planet, apparently. That's right. Yeah, could be worth two hundred fifty billion dollars. Like Bezos plus Bill Gates does not even equal Putin's wealth, and we don't even know where that money is. Yeah, nobody knows where it is. And what people don't realize about that country and how dangerous this is is they don't actually have. They actually are struggling economically. With all of those nuclear weapons and the army and everything, and they're struggling, this is a very bad place to be. Yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. Well, listen, your dad's a hero to me, and I guess he's a hero to you too, clearly. Definitely. And so it, it, to me, is no surprise that you are so focused on justice. And it might seem trivial at times like to get out of you know, a, a ticket, but that's not all you're doing here. You're actually on a mission to do something super important. And you're charging such a small amount of money. I think you need to really reconsider this and let us pay you um, to do this. And uh, here's a tweet from you. Companies aren't equipped to deal with a flood of requests once the CCPA comes into effect. What is the CCPA? This is tweet up, uh, Nick. This is the California Consumer Privacy Act going into into effect January 1st, 2020. And it basically allows consumers to ask companies to delete all their data, to um, ask what data you're ho- they're holding on a person. And so um, some of these companies don't even know how much data they're holding on people. And so when they get these requests, and if they don't comply, they're subject to fines and all of this, they're going to be inundated. And so... We're actually working to uh, send a lot of these requests come next year. I would like to be the first for Facebook. May I be the first? Definitely. I would appreciate I would consider it an honor to be the first to send this request to Facebook because, you know, if you're able to build a service with billions of users globally and you put 1.001% of your effort into letting them, letting your consumers leave, what more example do we need about a person's moral and ethical compass that Zuckerberg will do anything to get you on the service and create even more roadblocks to let you off of it. Yeah. And if you think about the easiest way Zuckerberg could get himself out of the crosshairs of the government and regulation would be when you log into Facebook to say pay $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever he chooses, $13 a month, $12.95, to have none of your information tracked and see no advertising. They could launch that tomorrow, yet they don't, which tells you everything you need to know about Facebook. And that's exactly what we do at Do Not Pay. It's you just charge people $3 a month? Yeah, there's no data. We don't even know your, what your data is. We don't you don't store even it. keep it. You don't yeah, store it. exactly. It's on your phone. Yeah. It's your choice, just like Apple. Yeah. I mean, this is the tip of the spear. I think what you're doing and what Apple's doing are the tip of the spear to move the entire industry from collect everything and figure out how to leverage it later to collect nothing and let people just pay a, a modest fee. Yeah, having a direct relationship yeah, with what's our customers. The, what's the point of, and then I saw Google buy Fitbit, which is my favorite thing in the world. I've had it for 10 years. Yeah. I've got all my data in there. I mean, 
if Google buys Fitbit, do they get all my data and do they track my weight and track my steps and start giving me advertising based on how much how well I slept last night? That's not that's something I don't want. Yeah. I don't want Fitbit having giving their data my data to Google. That you ever think about that with acquisitions? Uh yeah, no. It's it's terrible. And um our, our document scanner will warn you about those sorts of things as well. Yeah. Do you keep yeah. track of all those terms of services indefinitely and how they change, like the deltas on it? Yeah. So this hasn't launched yet, but we're definitely going to do that. See, this to me seems like yeah. something that somebody needs to do to just keep these companies in check. I would like to pay you for this product yeah. independent of using it. You should give people the right to pay, to pay you on a yearly basis. Yeah. 30 bucks. Just let me pay you every year so that I can support the mission. So when you have that subscribe and you only use it if you use it, yeah. just let me say I'd like to I would like to do it anyway or I'd like to donate to the cause because I would actually like to have you specifically out there. Yeah. Um monitoring these just to keep them in check. And just to do a blog post, you should this would be the power move. Just do a blog post every month about what changed. Yes. Just what changed and why? That would scare the bejesus out of them. Does anybody even do that now? That's all a great idea. No, no one does that. This, I mean, yeah, nobody's. These companies have too much power, and their behavior in many cases, not all, but in some cases, some of the most powerful, are not even sharing what they're doing. And like, some companies are just so on it. Like somebody tweeted at Elon, "What's the camera inside the?" What's the camera inside the uh, cockpit of the uh, Model 3 for? And he said, well, that's for when you're in dog mode and other things. Yeah. And some, well, somebody tweeted it. And I sent it to Elon and I said, uh, you should address this one. And he immediately replied about that camera that he was going to um, put into the settings that you could turn it off. And he actually did. Wow. And you can put a piece of tape on it if you want to, but... When you're in sentry mode, you want to know if somebody breaks into your car. Yeah. And that's the way CEOs should be thinking about it. When they get called out on something or a consumer has a question, they should just address it. If Elon can that quickly put a software update in and then Zuckerberg does the opposite, what does it tell you about the two individuals? One is operating at the highest ethical, moral uh, status of listening to the customers and addressing it quickly. And the other one is going to testify before governments if they drag him in with a subpoena and then lie yep zuckerberg lies when he's there i i can't believe that people let him get away with lying to government agencies he's like you know we we don't really monitor ads it's like um except for the dating companies that i've invested in that you block from advertising because you see them as a threat yeah so you can block think about this as an injustice they'll block ads that have too much text on the image because they don't like the aesthetics of it. They'll block ads from potential competitors like dating sites, but they'll let Russians buy anti-Hillary racist ads with rubles. It's an interesting world we live in. Bonkers. Yeah. All right, listen. Uh, Josh Browder. Browder is how you pronounce your name, right? Yes. Browder, not Broder, Browder. Um, as we wrap up here, what's the long-term vision? So right now, do not pay as a single player experience. You can get all these useful tools. They save you money. They help you fight back. 
But what's interesting is uh, when we have 5 million, 10 million subscribers, that gives us leverage to actually negotiate with the corporations on your behalf, like a union almost. Wow. So we can say to Comcast, treat our 5 million customers better, give us, give them discounts, or we'll switch them to Verizon overnight or Google Fi overnight and spam you with legal requests. Amazing. Don't use the word spam, just flood. 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 Because spam's got a new yeah. country. We'll flood you with these requests. Yeah. And um, they will listen and treat a lot of people better, and it'll be a force for good. I think it could be a force for good. And listen, yeah. $3 a month, 10 million people, uh, you know, you'll have a unicorn on your hands a couple, worth, worth a couple billion. You're only going to need 50 people to run this company. Yeah, it's all software. It's all software. Amazing. Thank you for coming on the podcast. If you hear my voice, it is your moral obligation to download Do Not Pay. I sincerely mean that. Um, I wish you great success. Thank you for what you're doing. Can't wait to have your dad on the podcast and ask him what he thinks of you, because I'm sure he's very proud. Hopefully. We'll have to see. I'm certain he is. We'll see you all next time on This Week in Startups. Here is Ryan Block's call with Comcast referenced earlier in the episode. Okay, we'd like to we'd like to disconnect. We'd like to disconnect, please. Okay, so why is it that you don't want the faster speed? Help me understand why you don't want faster internet. Help me understand why you can't just disconnect us. Because my job is to ha- is to have a conversation with you about having about this. I mean, keeping your service, about finding out why it is that you're looking to cancel the service. I don't understand. Is this is this if, if, if for you don't want to like? Talk to me, you can definitely go into the Comcast store and disconnect your service there. Okay. You're just asking for you to kill two birds with one stone. You got to return that cable card to the store anyways. We're actually going to just mail the cable card in, but if you can just please cancel our service, that would be great. That's all. That is all we want. We're actually not able to return a cable card by mail. Then I will send someone like a task rabbit to go return the cable card for us. I don't personally intend to go return the cable card. That's why we're probably not going to be canceling in store. So that's why I need you to cancel by phone. So can you cancel us by phone? The answer is yes, correct? I mean, it, it sounds like you don't want to go over this information with me. I mean, if you're not wanting to go over that information, okay, then that's the easiest way to get your, your account disconnected. Uh, I, I am declining to state why we are leaving Comcast because I don't owe you an explanation. So if you can please well, just go one, proceed to the next question. If you have to fill out your form, that's fine. Please proceed to the next question, and we'll attempt to answer that if possible. So, I mean, being that we are the number one provider of internet and TV service in the entire country. Okay. Why is it that you're not wanting to have the number one rated internet service, number one rated TV service available? I'm declining to state we're switching providers. Can you please go to the next question? Okay. So, so what is it about a sound that's making you want to change to them? I'm declining to state can you please go to the next question okay. so we can cancel our service. This phone call is a really, actually, amazing representative example of why I don't want to stay with Comcast. So, can you please cancel okay. our service? So, so from, from, okay, but I'm trying to help you. Okay. Okay. You you can, the way that you can help me right now. The way that you can help me is by disconnecting our service. That's how you can. How is that helping you, though? Because that's what I want. That's what I want. Okay, so why is that what you want? Because that's what I want. Okay, so, I mean, there has to be some sort of reason behind it. That's what we're trying to find out. We just want to find out what it is 
is causing a customer that's been with us for a long time to leave. Because that's what we want. Okay. I mean, you've been with us since, I don't know, 2005, nine years, you've been a Comcast customer. Okay. After a decade, okay, clearly the service was working great for you. You weren't having any problems. So now all of a sudden you're moving. Okay. You've kept this service in multiple addresses. All of a sudden you're moving and something's making you want to change. What is it that's making you want to change that? Because that's what we want to do. Okay, why is that what you want to do? That's none of your business. Your business is to as, disconnect us, as, as, as a company that is, that is a cable and internet provider, primarily, okay, that is our business, to know why our customers are leaving. Okay? If we don't know why our customers are leaving, how are we supposed to make it a better experience for you next time? Okay? When a sound turns out to have... That's, that's a that's a fantastic that's a fantastic question and something that you can hire a firm to go figure out. For right now, I'm just a customer calling in, attempting to disconnect service. That is something that you can do, right? You said that you can disconnect service. Yes. Yes. Is, is that something you can do? Is that something you can do? Can you disconnect us by phone? Can you disconnect our service? Yes or no? What I'm trying to find out is why yes don't you or no, can you disconnect our service? Faster internet than anyone can provide you. Okay, why don't you want those services? Because I'm not interested in your services any longer. Can okay, you so you're not interested in the fastest internet in the country? Nope, not interested. Okay, why is that? Can you disconnect us by phone? Can you, are you capable in your system of disconnecting our service? Yes or no? Please, please, answer, please answer my question. Are you capable by phone of disconnect, con disconnecting okay, our service? It's something we can do. I mean, okay. rarely do we do it. That's something okay. you can do. I would appreciate so, you now doing that. Okay. So, but, please proceed in disconnecting our service. So, so but what is it about this other internet provider, this other TV provider, that's, that's making it sound so much better than the number one TV service available? I don't know. It's totally arbitrary decision. Because, because we're not doing okay. that. So please proceed okay, so, so disconnecting you don't want a good service? You don't want something that works? No, I don't. I guess I don't want okay. something that works. So, so, so why don't you want something that's, that's a good service and something that works? I, I mean, is this like a joke? Do we, do we like call, do we like call, is this like, are you punking okay. us right now? I, I'm, I'm trying to get information, okay? I'm trying to help our company be better. That's my job. I, I can guarantee you right now you are doing you an, an incredibly good job at helping your company okay. be worse. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I'm terribly sorry that, that it feels like I'm, I'm – I mean, it, it sounds to you like, like it feels like I'm trying to argue. I'm just trying to help you out and get some information. We'll just bypass all this information. I'll go ahead and disconnect this service. Okay. Fantastic. I mean, it's Thank really you. a shame to see you go to something that can't give you what we can. Okay. Well, I if mean, that winds up being the case, trying, then we will call I'm, you guys back up and we'll reconnect. I mean, you're not going to get the 100,000 free on-demand titles. You're not going to get 105 megabits per second for your internet. Guaranteed speed at 105. Okay. I mean, no one else can guarantee their speed like we can. Okay. So, I mean, we can definitely transfer this over to your new address and get you a lower rate. I could save you almost a hundred, actually more than a hundred dollars per month. I could save you more than a hundred dollars per month. Okay, doing that transfer. Okay, get you internet that's five, six times faster than anything any other company can provide you. Are you, are you done? Okay, get you the number one TV service available. Okay, and 
mean, so, I mean, what about those savings, those services? Are you not wanting? Are you, are you done? What makes you because not want that service? You, you literally just a moment ago said that you would go ahead and disconnect our service, and that's okay. what we're going to need, and that's what we're going to need to do. So can you go okay. ahead and so do I'm, that now? I'm working on that process. Okay, great. Okay. How much so longer is that process going to take? I'm asking some questions while how, I'm going Can you tell me how much longer? I'm doing. Can you tell me how much okay, longer it's going to take? Okay. I'm just asking some questions while I'm going through that process. I, I understand. Can, okay. can you tell me how much longer? Can you tell me how much longer? more minutes here. Okay. Just, okay. A couple more minutes. Thank you. Okay. So, I mean, so what about the service? I mean, is it that that's causing me to want to change? What about the offers that we have available to you? I'm good. I'm just going to wait until you can confirm that we've canceled service. So I'm just going to hang out here. Well, you're all set. You know what? It's disconnected. I'm I'm really sorry to see you go to something that can't give you what we can. But I'd like to thank you very much for being a great part of Comcast. Have a wonderful day. Uh, Can you give me a confirmation number for the cancellation of service? I don't have a confirmation number. Well, how do I I have confirmation that we've got service canceled? You'll receive a final statement in about three weeks. Final statement in three weeks. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. But again, I want to thank you very much for being a great part of Comcast. Have a wonderful day. Um, and just so I can confirm, you said that uh, your name is. Correct. Okay, cool. Thank you. Okay. All right. uh, you're very welcome. Have a great day. You too.